welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. All right, we are finishing out this series, Ask, Seek, Pray, and it was Ask, Seek, Pray For, and this week is Pray Forward, and I do wanna say thank you to all the pastors who preached uh, last week. I've heard great things. I love that all the different pastors were preaching, and I also wanna say thank you to everyone that worked so hard on the small group series that we've been doing, and I've been hearing people that have been a part of this. Finish strong. If you still have one more week left, don't like, you know, fall off, you know, Finish strong with your small group, and I want to encourage you, next time we have an opportunity for small groups, join one, be a part of them, maybe even stretch yourself and lead one. Um, I also want to remind you in this series that we have our app, the River Valley Church app, and you can put prayer requests in there. I don't know if you've done that. Show of hands. It just Maybe it's not a lot, maybe it is, but at all of our campuses, if you've placed a prayer request on our app, could you raise your hand? You've done that. You've done that. All right. So I see hands going up. All right. I'm assuming at all the campuses... People will pray for your needs. And, and I'm just encouraging you to put it on the app. People will pray for it, and they'll even click like when they prayed for you the first time. And I uh, wanna encourage you that. And then, of course, worship and prayer night for the nations. Remember at our vision message, I said we're gonna have a night to pray for the nations. And uh, it's happening Sunday night. This Sunday night at all of our campuses, Maple Grove is actually going to Crosstown Campus. And online has a special prayer thing. So we wanna pray for the nations. You can bring a flag of the nations if you want. You can wear a jersey from a nation, whatever. But we are praying for the nations. It's gonna be a night of praise and worship. So don't want you to miss this. Now, as we close this out, I just wanna reiterate, God expects us to pray. God wants us to pray. He's looking forward to us Praying, Hebrews 4, 16 says this, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Our heavenly Father wants us to come to him with boldness and in confidence and we're asking for things. We're bringing things into his presence and I thank God that he hears our prayers and not a committee. How many know what I'm talking about? And we're going right to our loving Heavenly Father and we're praying. It's not like a committee can reject, sorry, you went outside our standards. You know, and there's none of that going on. We're bringing it right to our Heavenly Father. And I wanna assure all of you that all of us can pray, every single one of us. I, I, when, sometimes I'm in a, a group of people and you know, we'll say, like, does anybody wanna pray? And they're kinda like, well, you know, you, you should pray. You know, Even my father-in-law used to joke around, he's like, well, why don't you pray? You're the professional. You know, I get it. You know, I get what he was saying. But here's the deal. We all can pray. Every single one of us can pray, and God expects us to pray, and we should be praying. And you say, well, I don't know if I have all the right words. You don't have to have the right words. You just have to have the right heart. You have to have the right heart when you're praying, and it doesn't have to be fancy. So um, today, looking at praying forward, so many people only pray for the right now. Right now, the things that are right now in front of us. Matter of fact, sometimes we'll even pray for our day. We're like, okay, how far ahead can I pray, pray forward? I'm gonna pray for now and for my day. And how many know that if you go on vacation 
or a global team, like you stretch your calendar a little bit more. You're like, Lord, we pray for traveling mercies. Huh? How many have ever prayed traveling mercies? Like, and you're like, we got a 10 day vacation, traveling mercies. Like you didn't need it the week before. I saw how you drive. <laughs> need traveling mercies to go to the store, all right? Or we pray like on a global team, Lord, we pray a hedge of protection, but a 10 day limit. You know, we stretch it a little bit, but we can pray way out in advance. We out. I want us to stretch our calendars and stretch our prayers so, so that it's not just like what's right here today, but we're actually looking forward and praying forward. Jesus actually prayed forward, and that's where we see this. In John 17, verse 20, it says, Jesus is praying for his disciples, and he says this, Father, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Okay, let me just stop. That's you. That's me. That's anyone who's believed in their message. So that prayer that Jesus prayed was prayed uh, 2,000 years ago, and he was praying forward for anyone that would believe their message. He says that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and I have loved them even as you have loved me. I mean, Jesus prayed that for us. Like, you talk about praying forward, that's a prayer that he prayed over 2,000 years ago that's being prayed forward and it's still continuing on today. And if there's anybody ever doubting like how much Jesus loves you, like he prayed for you over 2,000 years ago. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I, I just look at that. That's a prayer that he prayed for us. But he also prayed forward in other situations, maybe not 2,000 years forward, but he prayed three days forward for Peter. Jesus is about to be crucified. He knows that this is coming. He knows that he's gonna pay the price for our sins. And he says to Simon Peter in Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Jesus is like, Peter, Satan is trying to crush you. Satan is trying to destroy you. Satan wants to shipwreck your faith and get you to abandon me. But I have prayed forward for you, knowing what you're gonna do, knowing that you're gonna deny me, knowing that, but I'm praying for you and you will not fail. You have a misstep, but you will not fail. You will not abandon me. And when you come back, you're just gonna strengthen your brothers. You're gonna be there with them and you're gonna be stronger than you were before. That's praying forward. He prayed, so if he prayed forward, we can pray forward, whether it's three days or 2,000 years. And so I'm praying that you will stretch your calendar. You'll, you'll look forward and you'll start praying for things and you'll say, God, I, wanted, I know it's gonna make a difference. It's gonna make a difference. Paul Rizalka, Rizalka of the Gospel Coalition said this, God has ordained his interventions to be in response to faith-fueled petitions. Put simply, God gives us the privilege of including us in his work. He's like, I wanna include you. I want you to pray. I want you to pray forward. There's things that are gonna happen. I want you to pray for these things that are coming up. It's just a beautiful thing. One more quote, my friend Mark Batterson says this. He says, prayers are prophecies. They are the best predictors of your spiritual future. Who you become is determined by how you pray. 
ultimately, the transcript of your prayers becomes the script of your life. I wanna pray forward. I wanna pray forward for all the things that are ahead of me, and I'm praying the script of my life, and I'm praying, God, I'm just gonna plant these seeds. I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna pray forward for these things. And with that in mind, I just wanna give you a few things that you can pray forward for. Now, there are so many things you can pray forward uh, for, but I'm just gonna give you a few, okay? So first of all, just easy. Pray forward for your future events. I don't know about you, you, but I pray over my calendar. I'm praying over my calendar all the time. I'm praying over my calendar, the church calendar. I'm praying, I'm, I know that we're so instant gratification, like what's here today, but I look over my year and pray over my year. I have a, a, a calendar that's paper, I'm old school. How many are half paper, half digital? Come on, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was raised with paper and I love digital, but I can't get rid of paper. So I have a, a one-page calendar. I look at the entire year on one page and I even have it color-coded. I know when it's a global team, when it's this, when it's River Valley, when it's a generosity accelerator, I, it's all color-coded. And I look at that and I pray over that calendar. You can pray for your future events. You can pray over those things. Like right now, we've been praying over Seek Week, July 10th through the 16th. We've been praying for Serve Your City on July 16th. We've been praying for our church conference uh, the June 6th and through the 8th, praying for the churches that are coming in. There'll be about 800 pastors. Come. We've been praying in advance, praying for those churches by name. We pray for the generosity accelerators that we're doing where we're teaching kingdom builders. I'm already praying for the miracle offering November 12th and 13th. I'm praying in advance. I'm praying for the calendar. I'm pray you should be praying for future events and not just for good weather on the future events. How many know? God, I'm getting married, October 3rd, no snow, October 3rd, you know, all right. Pray for future events, look at it, pray, go over it. When was the last time you just looked at the year and prayed over the year? You could be praying for next week's service, next week's, you could be praying in advance when you get to church. Lord, I'm praying for the moment at the end of the service when they give people an opportunity to say yes. You're praying forward in advance before it even happens. Another thing. You could pray for revival. We could pray for revival, we're praying forward. God, we pray for revival. We want it to come in our day and in our time. We're praying for revival in our nation. I, I read about these things with the Great Awakening. I read about all these other revivals, the Welsh revival, all these, and I'm like, Lord, we could use one right now. I'm praying for the future. God, give us a revival. Why not now? Why does it have to wait? Lord, we are praying for revival and for people that were cold to come back to faith, for the church to catch its fire again and to get its saltiness back and its spark back. And we're praying for revival. We could pray for conversions and the spreading of the gospel of Jesus. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1, the Apostle Paul is saying this, as for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. We're praying for people to find Christ and we're praying for that future day that they will say yes to Jesus. We're praying forward to the gospel going out and people being able to preach this message and for things that are going forward. And sometimes it takes years and years and years and years until you see somebody Come to faith in Christ. You're praying forward for that day. You just keep praying. Lord, I pray for that day. I pray for whenever that happens. I'm praying for that day. 
I was fascinated by a man by the name of George, George Mueller. He ran an orphanage back in the 1800s, and I read a, a, a biography about him. I was fascinated by him. He was a man of prayer. Like, he would pray every day for all the needs. Like, he prayed in the now, but he prayed in the future. Like, he prayed every day for the food for the orphanage. He never shared the need. He never went to, like, a meeting and said, like, hey, everybody, the orphans are running low on food. He just prayed. If they had no food, they prayed. Even to the point of, like, one day they, were, they had no food for dinner, and they literally sat down for dinner, and they started praying, oh, God, we just pray for today's meal. There's no meal on the table. And all of a sudden, hey, we had extra turkeys that we cooked, and we didn't, we didn't know where to bring them, and we just were reminded of your orphanage, and we got a whole turkey dinner. Like, that's praying. That's praying. You know, I was inspired by him. But here's something that I was inspired. He prayed in the now, but he prayed in the forward. He had five friends that he said, I want these five friends to know you, Jesus. I want these five friends to know you. And I'm praying for them to know you as Lord and Savior. And I'm praying forward for the day of salvation for them. He said he prayed every single day, whether he was sick or healthy, whether he was on vacation or working. It didn't matter. He prayed every single day for these five people to be saved. Like praying for God, whenever that day is, God, let them find you as Lord and Savior. It took 18 months for the first person to say yes to Jesus. It took five more years for the second one to say yes to Jesus. He's praying every day. It took six more years for the third one to pray. He prayed 52 years total, and the last two had not said yes to Jesus, and it wasn't until a few years after he died that they finally said yes to Jesus. How many of that's praying forward? Lord, I pray for the people that are gonna get saved after I die. But that's dedication. That's praying forward. And so many of us just give up. We just, we just are like, oh, I prayed a couple days and they didn't get you know, saved or whatever. We gotta pray forward. All right, let's just do that right now here at all of our campuses, online involved. If you have somebody you're praying for to get saved right now, we're, I'm gonna pray and you say their name. You pray right now and come to agreement. We're gonna pray for that day in Jesus' name. God, I pray right now that you would help us to not give up in praying for these people. There is a forward day of salvation, of conversion, of them knowing you as Lord and Savior. And so God, we pray for children, parents, loved ones, coworkers, friends, neighbors. We pray even by name. Go ahead, pray their name right now, now out loud. God, we pray for these names, for these people, and we ask for them to know you as Lord and Savior. Help us to have that endurance to keep praying forward, anticipating, could this be the day? Could this be the day? Could this be the day? And God, I just pray for that. We would pray forward for their salvation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. This is kind of like praying for this next one. It's kind of like praying for the calendar, but it's intentional plans. Pray for your intentional plans that God places in your heart. Listen to what 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 11, 12 says. Apostle Paul's writing, and he says this. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call, May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live, and you will be honored among, along with him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. 
Paul said you should be praying for all the good things that God has placed in your heart. All the good ideas and plans. Like some of you have dreams and hopes and, and things that are good ideas that God has placed in there. And you're like, you're praying for it and you're praying for it. Like I, I just think about different things that we've had, praying for campuses that we wanna start, praying for things that we wanna do. Some of you have plan, vision, dream with your giving and you're praying for those good things and you're praying for those plans. Some of you have global teams that you wanna go on. You're like, the world is reopening and I have a plan and a desire. Pray for those plans that they will come to pass. And, and sometimes, it, how many know it seems like you're praying and, and, and you're like detour and you're like over here and then detour, detour, detour. You're like, don't lose hope. Pray for that God will give you the power to accomplish all the good things that your faith prompts you to do. I'm praying for that. I'm praying that God will give you the power to do that. Some of you wanna have a second half of life. You're like, all right, I've worked in the marketplace, done that, I've set myself financially, done this, you know, I'm good, and, and, and I'm ready to go, and I'm, I'm praying for that, the good things that are there and God wants me to do. I pray that God will give you the power to accomplish all those things, praying forward. All right, another thing, you could pray for your future concerns. Pray for your future concerns. Some of you, your anxiety has stretched out on your calendar. How many know what I'm talking about? You're living in today, but there's an anxiety date out in front of you. All right, I'm gonna be really transparent for you. Like, I had a heart attack several years ago. I have a couple stents in my heart. I thank God every day for every day he gives me. But the enemy for the longest time was attacking me with a future calendar anxiety date. And he said, your dad only lived to be 65. And it's almost like the enemy says, there's your day. That's your mark. That's it. You're not getting the day past that. And do you understand what that does with your mentality and your thinking? And it can torment you and it can keep you up at night. And there's anxiety that's there. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I am praying forward. I, I, I've been praying for 79. I've been like, God, I'm praying 79. Se I'm, uh, 80, and then the closer I get to that, I'm like, 85. And then I'm like, 92. I, but hut, hut, you know, I'm like, I'm praying out there. I'm like, let's go. But the enemy has put an anxiety mark on your calendar. And God says, bring that to me and, and let's put faith on the calendar for age 65, 79, 84. Some of you, it's not a date. It's a deterioration. You say, but my mom had this and my dad had that and it's probably gonna happen to me. And you've already started placing anxiety in your future calendar and God's telling you, stop placing anxiety in your future calendar and start placing faith and prayer and godliness on your future calendar. That's what we need to do. Philippians uh, chapter four, verse six and seven. This is what's so interesting about this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, the, the Greek word for anxious there means this. It says, do not be anxious, but it means apprehensive about possible danger or misfortune, viewing the future with anxiety or alarm, okay? So he's saying, don't be anxious. 
Don't be about the future and the future calendar. And a lot of you have quoted that verse about right now anxiety, and that's very appropriate. But this verse can be used for your future calendar. Some of you worry about like, I'm gonna go broke, we're not gonna have enough money, this, what's gonna happen? Are we gonna stay healthy? What's gonna happen? This, and God's like, put faith in your future calendar. Put faith out there and bring those things. Don't just, you know, there's been so many times we've stretched the calendar. When I was in high school, I stretched the calendar out to being debt-free for college. I, I was in high school and I thought, how in the world am I gonna pay for college? No one in my family had ever been to college and, and I, I had no clue how expensive it was gonna be. And I remember one day there was a moment in church and there was a moment and I placed faith on the calendar. And I actually remember the day, I can tell you where I was. I was in Strawberry Lake, Minnesota, up there at a church camp. And I remember the day I said, God, I place graduating debt-free from college on the calendar in faith, believing. And I'm telling you what, I could feel a moment where God had a breakthrough. The anxiety was crushing me. How are you gonna get through college? I remember that. And, and even when I went to India and spent the summer in India and couldn't work a summer job, God spoke to somebody in our church and said, I'm supposed to pay your tuition right now because you went on the global team to India. Didn't ask. God spoke to them, and I graduated debt-free from college. But I'm telling you, God will deal with your future anxieties. And maybe there's like a, a college anointing in our life or something like that, because I remember like when... when our boys, Connor and Logan, we, we, we just didn't have any money saved up for college. And some of you are like, that's so irresponsible. We were planting the church. We started with $100,000 on our credit cards. We're way in debt. First five years, we just kept rolling those credit cards over 21% interest. That's why our conference room at River Valley Church is named Visa Gold. We are not sponsored by them. We just want to remember what happened when we started, all right? All right? And, and we just hadn't have any money for college. And, and we just prayed and we placed faith out on a future calendar and said, God, you have to provide. We don't, you, you told us to do this. We started this church and then God provides a miracle and he says, I provided tuition for your boys. It was just, you're putting things out there. God will take care of the things that are out in front of you. Some of you are like, can we just intercede for the stock market? My 401k is a 101k. All right, I got it. We'll, we'll pray for those concerns, all right? All right. No, side note, side note, side note. I wanna say this. I, I'm not joking on this. Like, I have no idea. I'm so far removed from anything with formula or anything like that, but if anybody is having difficulty with that and you are in our church, would you contact your campus pastor immediately and we will take care. If anybody's having shortage of food, honestly, you need to contact your church location. We do not want anybody in this crisis right now to have shortage of food or shortage of formula, we are gonna pray, place some faith and some works with that in Jesus' name. All right, a couple more things. Uh, I'll fly through these. Uh, pray for increase. How many remember 2001, prayer of Jabez? How many remember that? Uh, prayer when Prayer of Jabez came out, that book, uh, Bruce Wilkinson wrote it. He found the scripture in 1 Chronicles 4.10. It says this, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Bruce Wilkinson wrote that book and, and he said, this is a great prayer for us to pray. And in 2001, we were praying it like crazy. And 
He sold nine million books and we were like, increase our territory, help us to grow. And I can't tell you how many times we prayed as a church, help us to grow, enlarge our territory, bless us. God, we did that. And then I don't know what happened. We just kind of let it slip by the wayside. I'm praying for future increase. I'm praying for more campuses. I'm praying for 20,000 people to be part of River Valley Church so we can send out 500 missionaries into the world. I'm praying for increase. I'm praying for more campuses. I'm praying for a, a, a strong building for our Maple Grove campus. I'm praying for increase in this. I'm praying for this. So let's pray for increase on our lives so we can live blessed to be a blessing. Another thing you can pray for is your Future children, if you're married, future, future children and their future spouse, should that be the Lord's will? All right, I don't wanna presume on that, but we prayed for our children before they were born, and then we prayed for our children's spouse for some day. It's amazing to me, like, we prayed for Logan's wife, uh, Mac. She was out there for years, did not know her. She was even attending our church, but we did not know her. Her mom and dad came up one day and asked for a prayer for her because she was being bullied in high school. And we're praying for this girl, Mac, that we've not met, but we're praying for her being bullied in high school. Little did we know that we had been praying for her for like 20 years. And pray, and it's just amazing when you're praying and they're there at the day of the wedding and you're like, we prayed for years. And then with Connor and Alexia, we prayed for her, and she had incredible struggles in high school. She had incredible struggles in her family life. And, and I'm sitting there looking at how God has helped her to move forward as she's overcoming these struggles and living in greater victory. And I'm realizing we actually prayed for you before you were born. We were praying over Connor, Connor, we pray for Connor, and we pray for whoever he would marry someday, if that's your will. I'll never forget though, one day we were praying for Connor, and we used to pray this too, we used to say like, God, we pray for their future spouse, you know, even if she's not even born yet, and he was like 15 years old, he goes, could you stop praying that part? You know, like, <laughs> I hope she's born right now, all right? Yeah. You pray for that, you pray for that. Tell you what, interesting story, a uh, shopkeeper in Turkey, uh, one of our global teams was there and they said, can we pray for you for anything? Just, you know, can we pray? And he said, I would like to have a son. So the global team gathered around him, laid hands and said, Lord, we just pray for this man and his wife. We just pray that they would have a son. And at the end of the prayer, they did the double amen like we do at River Valley, you know, like, I don't know, that just started from my dad and I do it and there's actually a sermon on that in the, in the archives, but they said, in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Year later, team shows up and he comes running up. Hey, hey, we had a baby boy. And he goes, and I named him Amen. <laughs> Come on, let's pray for your children and you can name them Amen and Amen. <laughs> These are my two boys, Amen and Amen. All right, yeah. It's a privilege to pray. Just last week when I was in Turkey, um, I had a privilege of praying with the cab driver. Just said, you know, we're here. We love to pray. We're, we're Christians and we love to pray. Could we just pray for you? Stopped at the hotel and he looked. Yeah, sure. And so we started to pray for him and the Holy Spirit filled that cab. He said we were the first Americans he'd ever met, the first Christians he'd ever met, and it's the first time he's ever been prayed for to his knowledge in his life. He started to weep. He couldn't even talk. The Holy Spirit filled that, just a simple prayer. 
he thanked us. He shook our hands. Oh, thank you. Like, he, as we walked in the hotel, he didn't even leave. He just kept wiping away tears from his face that someone would pray for him. We have the privilege of praying forward and praying for these people. Let's take advantage of that privilege and pray. I even walked around Turkey and prayed for people. It wasn't anything like I didn't go up to them like, hey, can I lay hands and pray on you? You know, I just walked around in the morning and I said, Lord, I pray for that guy right there carrying that brown bag. I don't even know his name, but I pray that you would wake him up with a dream and you would reveal yourself to him and show him you as Lord and Savior. And then I walk and I'd see a family. I said, Lord, I pray for this family. I pray for that dad to come to faith and he and his house. I just prayed, you know, they didn't even know it. I was walking by and just praying for people. And we, we have that privilege of praying and praying forward. Speaking of that, let's pray for our 500. Let's pray for our 500. Let's pray over that and pray that God will send us. Right now, we're at about 178, I believe is the number. So Jesus said this in Matthew 9, 37 through 38. He actually told us to pray for the 500 and everybody's uh, missionaries that they would send out. He said, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Be praying for our 500. I, I've encouraged this before, but grab some numbers in there and write them down. Put them in your phone. Like, you know, I have numbers. I have a number in the 200s, the 300s, the 400s, and I've been praying for number 500, all right? And, and whenever those people get introduced to us and whatever that number is and it comes out and all of a sudden they say, this is number two, whatever, and they, that person's on the stage, I'm like, I have been praying for you and I can show them the date that I've been praying. Do you know that I've been praying forward for you since this date back here when I put it in my phone? I have been praying forward for you. We should be praying for our 500. And what an exciting thing, you know, that we could be praying for those people that we get to send out. Last thing I'll give you, and um, like I say, this is just a few. Um, I've enjoyed, I, I've enjoyed, I'm, I'm excited about praying forward. Um, this is one that I wanna give to you to pray because so many times in prayer meetings, people will, will say, do you have any prayer? Any prayer needs? You know, prayer needs? You know, like, oh yeah, my friend is sick. You know, remember, it's in the now, pray for, you know. Oh yeah, going on a global team, got a 10-week traveling mercies, you know, and we're going around and you're doing that. And then you get to you and you're like, I'm good. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been asked about prayer and you're like, good, just good, nothing, nothing. And it's almost like you did a pulse check, like, mm, yeah, yeah, temperature, you know. All right, family's good, good. Money in the wallet, you know, good. Okay, here's one that you can pray from now on. I, I would love to see us saying, yeah, yeah, I would love for you to pray Colossians 1, 9 through 12 over me. I, I'd love for that to become our default. Like if you don't have any sickness or need or any pressing thing, that this would be like a default thing that we would start saying. This is what Paul said, he's praying for others. He says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Wouldn't that be great to just say, God, we wanna, I just want you to pray for me that I would know his will, like fully, so that I may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. There's so much there, like, like you're saying to your small group, like, I just wanna bear fruit in every good work. I don't wanna just be spinning my wheels. And you know what? I wanna grow in my knowledge of God so I can serve him better. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might 
so that you may have great endurance and patience. There's so much there, like getting strength and more power and having endurance for what you're facing and patience for the life that you have to live. And then verse 12, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. It's like, I wanna be a person full of thanks and I wanna realize that there's an inheritance someday laid up for me. And so instead of like, I got nothing, in this moment, like, just, just pray that one. Colossians 1, 9 through 12 over me, and that'd be my default of, yeah, that, that, that's what I want. There's a lot in there. I wanna pray forward for those things. There's so much we can pray forward. And I pray that we would stretch our calendars, stretch our prayers, stretch way out there. Until you come back, Lord, we'd be praying those ones. Until I leave this earth, until you come back, we are stretching the calendar and praying forward. Lord, we count it a privilege to do that. And even now, we take a moment to pray forward. I pray for everyone right now, whatever their need is. Some people are filled with anxiety and they need to pray forward faith on their calendar. Some are facing financial hardship and they need to pray forward. There is a way out. The church will stand together with those people. We pray forward for salvation. We pray forward for revival. We pray forward that all these qualities could be formed within us. And God, forgive us for just taking our pulse and our temperature and looking at our wallet. There's so much more that we could pray forward for. Maybe we have five friends that we pray for, five neighbors that we pray for, people that we're praying forward. And, and God, just help us to live in that way and to be praying forward. We believe that we could pray those prayers and those prayers will become the script of our life. We wanna be on that adventure with you. We wanna see faith. We wanna see answered prayers. We wanna see those things. So God, help us to pray forward and to stretch the calendar. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen.